believe it or not, the Philadelphia Phillies actually won a baseball game last night after seven straight losses. The Phillies exploded for 13 runs last night, let out their frustrations on the New York Mets after scoring only 15 runs total during that seven-game losing streak. They put up a 13 spot last night, and boy, was it nice to feel good about the Phillies for a night after the uh, the crushing three weeks prior. We'll dive into it all here today. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 25th. It's finally, finally, we get to talk about a Phillies win. It feels like it's been forever. That's because, well... It hasn't been forever, but it's been a darn long time. It's been a while since they won a baseball game. They're now thirty. Uh, they're now forty and thirty-eight on the season after being right on the verge there of uh, of getting to five hundred. And look, but before we dive into all of it, one win does not a uh, does not a season make does not a uh, make up for everything that we've gone through over the last little bit, and uh, certainly doesn't make you feel all warm and fuzzy or anything like that, but it was nice to see them get a win. The offense just, again, goes nuts. We'll dive into it all, but the Phillies, again, ending a seven-game losing streak. They had lost 11 of 13, and look, uh, again, we'll dive into it, but ultimately, one win is only as good as one win. They need to show us that they can start to win baseball games, plural again, win series again before we can start to buy back in that they are anything uh, of a playoff contender. And again, we're not even close to talking about the NL East yet because the Braves are really good and certainly better than the Phillies. Never lead, though, last night less so. That was nice to see, but the Phillies still too far out to even talk about it at the moment. But nice to see the Phillies get a win. It was nice to see last night. Let's dive in to the game itself as the Phillies again explode for 13 runs last night. Down at Citizens Bank Park against the Mets, it was needed because it was not Zach Eflin's best night. Eflin, who has been the team's most consistent starter across the board, the guy who was heading into the game sixth or something like that in National League ERA, doesn't have a great outing, goes five innings, six runs allowed, 11 hits and one walk, 12 base runners while homers in there, but you know what I mean. Not great, three homers, that is... Not awesome. Luckily, after that, though, the bullpen does a, a relatively solid job. Nicasio, clean inning. J.D. Hammer throws a couple clean innings. You don't see that often from Hammer. And then uh, Fernando Salas, who I didn't even know was a Philly until uh, until it happened, uh, selected by the Phillies, the contract selected. Fernando Salas closed for the Cardinals for a few weeks at one point, if I remember correctly, from... You know, one of those uh, uh, pickups in fantasy that you make when uh, when guys have a closing job. But um, Salas, uh, uh, you know, look, uh, uh, we need any arms in here we can get right now. And it uh, didn't look great last night. I really just gave up a homer. But, um, uh, you know, it wasn't a clean inning either. Gave up a homer a couple other hits. So it wasn't a, a super clean inning. But uh, we'll take what we can get right now if, uh, if guys can get outs. And that was a very leverage situation there. As again, the Phillies at that point up 13-6, ultimately win it 13-7. Really the star 
of the show for the first time in a while, and it's exactly what we need to see way more of. Was your Philadelphia Phillies offense running down the lineup? And oh, what a thought about Scott Kingery in, line, in the leadoff spot, something we've talked about a fair amount in general. Um, the idea that Kingery at this top could add a spark to this team. Um, maybe he doesn't get on base with the same clip that the prototypical Phillies offense, you know, leadoff man has been or whatever, but Kingery is uh, is the best hitter on the team. And, and burying him in the sixth slot was just crazy to me. I didn't understand it at all. The three-hole made more sense than the six-hole. But Kingery in the leadoff spot goes three for six, scores a couple runs, an RBI, another nice night from Scotty the K. Gene Segura, the offensive star on a night where there were many, goes four for six, a couple RBI, a couple run. It's a home run as well, his second in the last few games. Bryce Harper had a couple of doubles, a couple RBI. Uh, Reese Hoskins hit a home run, a solo shot, which was nice to see Hoskins go in the yard again. A real shot, went down and golfed it out. Classic Reese type home run. JT Romito, one for four with a couple runs, scored that one. A triple from Romito, stand-up triple at that. Uh, that was pretty cool to see as Romito motoring around the bases there gets the triple. Roman Quinn gets it on the action, a hit, an RBI a couple runs. Michael Franco has not been in the lineup much for good reason. Franco has been absolutely horrendous this season, but Franco gets an opportunity last night against the lefty and Steven Matson takes advantage of it. It's a really big two run home run to dead center field right over the batter, right with the batter's eye that is there. Uh, just a, a monster shot. Also had another RBI hit. Scoring Cesar from second. Um, really nice night for Michael. Three RBI, two runs. My man, three for four. It was really good to see. Look, uh, I am far from being back in on Michael Frank or anything, but we needed it last night, and he brought it. Uh, Jay Bruce, a binge hit, two-run home run, because of course, because that's what Jay Bruce does. Jay Bruce is awesome. The Phillies, so to, to just recap them, hit Jay Bruce, Gene Segura, Mike Alfranco, and Reese Hoskins all have home runs on the evening. The offense, again, just gets it going. Kingery at the top of the lineup, three hits, had a stolen base. Gene Segura was on fire last night, starting to maybe heat up. What a difference that could make. As again, the Phillies, even on a night when Zach Eflin didn't have Anything close to his best stuff, able to lift up F, who has been so consistent for this team, and, and get the 13-run barrage. Again, it was almost hard to believe as it was happening, especially because at points they did go down. It felt like spots where you were like, uh-oh, this is trending in a bad direction, especially in the first inning when Michael Conforto had an RBI double and then uh, Todd Frazier an RBI single, and you're down 2 nothing, and you're like, uh-oh. I know this script. I've seen this script all too often lately, but it was pretty quick. The bottom of the first, the Phillies get right back at it. Gene Segura and Reese Hoskins hit two home runs and three at-bats. Two-two at that point, and then the Phillies add another in the first, another in the second. They're up 4-2. You're starting to feel okay. Okay, and then the Mets tie it up again with a couple home runs. And then it's 4-4. The Phillies take a 5-4 lead in the fourth on the Harper RBI double. You're feeling good. And then all of a sudden, the fifth comes. And all of a sudden, it's 6-5. to 
Mets after a Conforto homer and a sack fly. But then that huge Michael Franco homer would be the one that would put the Phillies ahead for good. Franco homers in the fifth, then the Phillies go up 8-6 after leading 7-6 with the Franco homer, Segura RBI double, and then just start pouring it on in the sixth. They get an RBI single from Cesar, a RBI single from Franco, an infield single, uh, and then the Jay Bruce pinch it, two-run home run, 12 runs at that point. They get their 13th run on an RBI single from Scott Kingery scoring Roman Quinn in the eighth, and that would do it 13-7. to Really just uh, uh, nice to see a win again. And and look, there's a lot to talk about with this team. There's a lot to, you know, kind of weigh when looking at this team forward. But ultimately, right now, they have a 10-game stretch against the and now nine of them left, 1-0 in this stretch. Uh, yeah, let's look at it that way. As uh, a 10-game stretch against the Mets, the Marlins, and the Braves. And it's monster. It's huge. The season's on the line here. And last night, they finally, it's so funny, right? Because we, we expected this type of performance. Game one against the Marlins. You know, the, the Friday nighter when they're coming back after the series in Washington, you expected to just come out and pummel pummel the Marlins that night and nothing on Chase Utley night. And that's obviously, if you listen to the show yesterday, you know where my frustrations came from. And then it just spiraled the whole weekend and a bad team like the Marlins were able to take advantage of the Phillies that night. And it it carried through the rest of the series and the the Phillies just unable to get a hand on anything. Uh, Finally, finally, Last night, the bats find their their mojo again. Is uh, again that stat I said earlier at the beginning? Just crazy to think about that in the seven game losing streak prior to last night's win, the team had only scored fifteen runs over those seven games, and last night they put up a thirteen spot. Now we have to hope and pray because the the story with this team this season, more often than not, whenever they've had these big crooked number type games they always seem to revert back to the the you know mediocre to bad offense we've seen more often than not the season so you gotta hope this is a catalyst of sorts it certainly looks like it could be for Segura who seems to be heating up a little bit seems to be seeing the ball better Hoskins uh, the homer it's always one of those things where Hoskins when you see him at home run you say uh oh or not, oh, please, is this the time? Is this when it's going to happen where he just gets hot and takes over? And uh, look, Harper still hasn't gotten to that point yet, but uh, has been contributing. Um, Kingery just continues to rake. It is uh, it's so fun to watch that guy play baseball. He has a real life and energy for the sport and excitement, and, and I like him at the top of the line for that reason. Not only is he incredibly fast like shockingly fast not quite roman quinn fast but next step down of fast and he's got a spark and he goes up and he hacks and he he drives the ball and uh he's been a joy to watch this season so um i like the way the lineup looked last night and obviously uh you want jay bruce uh in the lineup uh when they are facing right handers which which will be Good to go, even though Jay still found a way to make his uh, his presence felt as uh, Bruce, just a uh, a real beast. Really enjoy having that guy on this team as uh, 
I know he hasn't been um, hasn't been dominant uh, lately uh, as much as he was at first, but my man finds a way to contribute every night. Love him. Love Jay Bruce. Uh, so uh, ultimately, uh, this Phillies team now at forty and thirty eight, still right there in the chase for the second wild card. Uh, the teams that they're fighting with, guys like teams like the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, those types of teams are. Uh, certainly teams they compete with, the Brewers and the Cubs, also teams that I, I think they can compete with eventually if they can start to right this ship. We've talked a lot about, look, they're, look, they're certainly talented enough to not be this bad. Losing Andrew McCutcheon was a massive blow for this team. Massive. And we're seeing some holes on the roster, especially from a depth perspective, that that are ultimately really hurting this team in the long term. But... That doesn't mean that they're still not good enough to, to be a playoff team. Again, they have long odds to find a way to fight back in this division at the moment. But And look, the Braves just are a better team right now. But um, the Phillies are still talented. They're still talent there. And if they can find a way to right this ship and, frankly, save their manager's job, um, they have the talent to do it. And they have the talent to still compete for a playoff spot as they are right in the thick of that right now. And, uh, look, there's a ton of baseball to be played, but um, I, I'm still dubious. I, I need to see them turn it around. I need to see them play for Kapler. I need to see it happen before I'm I'm able to kind of settle back in here and, and really feel good about them as a playoff team after the, the last three weeks we've watched of baseball, the seven-game losing streak, the 11 of 13, the 16 of 22. All those numbers are cemented in our heads because it's so upsetting and frustrating and and just because they won a game even though they put up a 13 spot last night you can't just forget that it's uh it's not something that just goes away but at the same time they're talented enough to do better than this but they do have holes and i don't think they have enough uh i uh i don't think they can patch up the holes I don't think there's enough to be able to patch up the holes this season where they can really be a real contender. But to be a playoff contender, they, they could patch up some of these holes. Uh, it depends on, honestly, what this team does over the next month plus to see if um, if they deserve to be a team that, that the Phillies go out and be aggressive to add to in any sort of tangible way or whether they, they decide this isn't the year, which is certainly possible if last night was more of a blip on the radar and they... They don't trend uh, in a positive direction from here. Hopefully they do. Again, it was nice to see the bats get going. I think, as we'll talk about, I think that's probably the biggest culprit for why they are where they are in terms of the struggles lately, but um, the the underperformance is there. But last night it got going, and they showed what they can do. We just need to see a transfer over from game to game to game. All right, coming up, we'll, we'll look at this team and look at kind of the holes and what they can do to be better as they win a game last night. They end this horrendous seven-game losing streak. Maybe they can start to build on this and move forward. We'll talk about that. And uh, we'll also look ahead to game two of this series against the Mets. As uh, Again, if you're going to build on it, 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 uh, it starts tonight, one game at a time. So we'll dive into that as well, all that. And more coming up on Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies, today. James Seltzer coming up. We'll look ahead to the Game 2 of Phillies-Mets tonight down at Cincinnati Bank Park. But first, 
When looking at this roster, and, and, and look, we spent a lot of time talking yesterday about Gabe Kapler and about this coaching staff, and, and I thought that Kapler doesn't deserve to be fired now. I know a lot of people are calling for his job, but I do think that he needs to turn things around here. And I know that, I, again, as I've said many times, I blame the players more than, than Kapler for the struggles. As we saw last night, I think, I think really when you look at this team, I think the number one thing that they can do to turn this around is that players can play better. And I know that seems like such a simple thing. It's like, yeah, duh. But that's really the biggest culprit, the reason why they haven't played as well as they did earlier in the season, because Bryce Harper hasn't played well enough, because um, you know they lost their center fielder as 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 much of uh, you know we're happy he's not around and uh, for what he did, and also that um, he is uh, you know, but still he's a better player than than having to force people in there and Roman Quinn and Kingery having to be moved around, and um, you know Reese Hoskins has been really solid. Gene Segura has underperformed until the last couple nights. Obviously, Mike Alfranco has severely underperformed. You know, at least if they were counting on him for anything, I would have told you that he's doing exactly what I expected him to do. But um, that's a mistake by Klentak. But he has been a disaster there. Romuto has underperformed, especially from an offensive perspective. Um, and obviously, losing McCutcheon just a, a massive issue. But um, they haven't had the depth to, to fill in there. And I think that, you know, I think that you have to blame the vast majority of the struggles on an offense that is talented enough to do way better than they've done. As we saw last night, they finally showed some life and they put up a 13 spot. And look, the pitching also has not been as good. Look, the bullpen, there's nothing you can do about that right now. I mean, at least from a, a expecting more perspective, it's a bunch of... of minor league arms and and that's never going to be okay they need guys back they need guys back from injury they have to supplement there but i think that as i've said i do think that kapler deserves some criticism for for some of the decisions he's made the, the decision not to bench Segura, the precedent he's set in the clubhouse and and then i think that it makes gabe's job tenuous the way the team has struggled to play for him lately he gets tossed no one shows up after you know they did nothing to fire the team up um but i, I wasn't ready to fire gabe kapler yet it's somewhere i'm i'm advocating some sort of changes some sort of shake up to get this team going if they don't get it going right now obviously if that last night can be a, a launching pad but if tomorrow we're talking about another loss tonight that is you know a disaster it's disappointing loss then it's right back where we are um however uh matt glentak as he should i do appreciate this came out and totally totally had kapler's back he said gabe kapler is our manager our staff is our staff um so back in the organization backing everyone top to bottom uh, he said, I've been a part of organizations that have made in-season staff changes before. You have to believe that if you're going to do it, that your alternative is better than your status quo. And I believe in our guys. The key is, to, uh, he goes on to say, the key to this group succeeding is the group coming together and doing it as a unit. Players, coaches, manager, front office, and believing in each other. And look, I think that's true uh, from a holistic standpoint, for sure. But I also think that at times, if a team isn't succeeding, then you have to do something to shake things up. Uh, and, and I think Klentag knows that. I don't think that he believes that every word he said 
in that in that way i think it's look i think that you know when when something has to be done whether and look he says it about the team and and all that i mean from a roster perspective they know they're not good enough they know that if this team can find a way to to creep back in the race here and contend that they're going to have to go out and get a starting pitcher. They're going to have to go out and get bullpen arms. They're going to have to add to this team from a, a bench at least a lineup perspective. They're not good enough. They know that. They're smart guys. They know that this team isn't good enough. So, you know, look, they're going to have to address that at some point if they're going to stay on, uh, you know, in contention here. But, uh, look, I, I appreciate that uh, – that uh Klentak, uh is saying stuff like this you know he says um he says we have not played good base- baseball that is stating the obvious to lose faith in our players to lose faith in our staff is the wrong thing to do at this time we're proud to stick with these guys and rally together and again i appreciate that he's saying that it's nice to hear i think that's probably what he should say he should air dirty laundry in public if there were dirty laundry in public to air but Internally, uh, you know, I'm sure they have a little bit different perspective on things. I'm sure they're not quite as hunky-dory because they can't be. It's their job not to be. And ultimately, right now, I think it is the right decision to not bail on Kapler. I think it is the right decision to give him time to turn it around. I do think that a change at at hitting coach or or pitching coach even, theoretically, uh, could be something that could be effective. I think hitting coach, especially when you look at underperformance. But again, I'm not going to call for anyone's job. I I think that as long as they can find a way to shake things up and turn it around, that's all that matters. But that has to happen. They have to play better. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Ultimately, they have to play better. And they have to win games because eventually you can only have that type of rhetoric of we need to stick together, we need to rally together, all that, until things go really, really wrong. And the last three weeks have been really bad, but it's also June, and they're also still in the wild card chase. So it's not that bad. It's not the Baltimore Orioles whose season is over. It's not the Miami Marlins who just swept them whose season is for all intents and purposes over. This team is still can contend, and it's the right tack to try and rally the troops that they have and to try and get it going. But at the same time, as we've said multiple times over the last few days, I do think that at some point a manager has to be able to get through to his players. And so far, we don't know if Gabe can. And some of the evidence says that he hasn't and can't in certain situations. So I, I think the next few weeks are crucial for him. I think that for Gabe, for, for the infrastructure, and look, I don't know if they will make a move in season no matter what happens. That just might not be their philosophy. But ultimately, I'm talking about for the long term of game. They need to turn it around. They need to to make the playoffs or at least very much threaten for the playoffs because what we've seen the last few weeks is is not good enough. And, and they're in danger of losing the fan base if they continue to play like that and not do anything about it. And, and ultimately, I think they will turn it around. I think they'll be better at least. But... Um, it's certainly been frustrating. All right, tonight, game two, big one. The Phillies need to to build on this. Uh, unfortunately, Jay Garriott will be on the hill. Who, uh, look, he had a really nice outing last time out. Uh, as uh, you hope, you hope that uh, he can continue with it. Um, but you don't have a ton of faith. Fortunately, they're facing a guy named Walker Lockett, who I have never even heard of, and has a 23.14 ERA at the moment so hopefully 
Um, that could be a nice spot for the Phillies to take advantage offensively again. The offense needs to keep it going because I don't know if I trust Arietta. The bullpen I definitely don't trust right now. So they need to score runs. That's the key to this whole thing. It's so simple. It's so dumb and simple. But the Phillies need to score runs. This offense needs to play better. The guys who are better than they've shown, like Harper, like Segura, like Romuto, like every freaking guy on the offense, other than like Scott Kingery, and Reese Hoskins, but we could still use a Hoskins from Reese. Everyone needs to play better, and they need to score more runs. Simple as that. You're welcome for breaking it down. All right. Uh, hopefully that's what happens tonight. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it all tomorrow. So thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.